Today is December the 2nd. Today, we hear Paul's testimony. Today, let's return to the book of Acts. Pick it up in Acts 20, verse 4, where we stopped reading, and read through the end of chapter 22. That would be verse 30 of chapter 22. In Acts chapter 20, Paul finishes his journey. He uh, goes back through the churches that he's planted, gives them a farewell address, and then he returns. Now in chapter 21, he goes to Jerusalem. Instead of going straight to Antioch, Paul had a vow to complete. He had taken a Nazarite vow. The Nazarite vow, he let his hair grow, and he did not drink any fruit of the vine, neither juice nor wine, uh, for a period of time. Then you would go to the temple, you would pay uh, a fee at the temple, and in the temple they would cut your hair. Now, when Paul is in Jerusalem at the temple, he's arrested. He's arrested on false charges. The charges are only applicable to the Jewish crowd. They say he's brought Gentiles with him into the temple. It wasn't true. Uh, the Gentile probably would have been Titus, uh, perhaps Luke, um, Paul uh, did not do that, and so um, he is arrested and he's brought before uh, the courts to give his testimony. He stands in front of the crowd and he speaks to them in Aramaic. Now we know Paul speaks Hebrew. Uh, we know that Paul speaks Greek and he also spoke Aramaic. In chapter 22, he speaks to them in Aramaic, and he gives his own testimony to the crowd. Enjoy today as you read Acts 20, verse 4, through the end of chapter 22. Acts 20, verse 4 through 38, to Acts 22, New Living Translation. Acts 20, verse 4. Several men were traveling with him. They were Sopater, son of Pyrrhus, from Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus, from Thessalonica, Gaius, from Derby, Timothy, Antichicus, and Trophimus, from the province of Asia. They went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. After the Passover ended, we boarded a ship at Philippi in Macedonia, and five days later we joined them at Troas, where we stayed a week. On the first day of the week, we gathered with all the local believers to share the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we met was lightened with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the window seal, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said. He's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared in the Lord's Supper, and ate together. 
Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was greatly relieved. Paul went by land to Assos, where he had arranged for us to join him while he traveled by ship. He joined us there, and we sailed together to Mytilene. The next day we sailed past the island of Chios. The following day we crossed to the island of Samos, and a day later we arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus, for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when we landed in Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly, and with many tears I have endured the trials that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Gentiles alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God, and having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it's not my fault, for I didn't shrink from declaring all God wants you to know. So guard yourselves for God's people, feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of His grace." that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs, even the needs of those who were with me. And I have been a constant example of how you may help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed that you give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them, and they all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said they would never see him again, but they escorted him down to the ship. Acts 21 after saying farewell to the Ephesian elders, we sailed straight to the island of Kos. The next day we reached Rhodes and then went to Patera. There we boarded a ship sailing for Phoenicia. We sighted the island of Cyprus, passed it on our left, and landed at the harbor of Tyre in Syria, where the ship was to unload its cargo. We went ashore and found the local believers, and stayed with them a week. These believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go to Jerusalem. 
when we returned to the ship at the end of the week the entire congregation including women and children left the city and came down to the shore with us there we knelt prayed and said our farewells then we went aboard and they returned home the next stop after leaving tyre was ptolemy where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed for one day the next day we went on to caesarea and stayed at the home of philip the evangelist one of the seven men who had been chosen to distribute food he had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy several days later a man named agabus who also had the gift of prophecy arrived from judea he came over took paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands with it then he said the holy spirit declares so shall the owner of this belt be bound by the jewish leaders in jerusalem and turned over to the gentiles when we heard this we and the local believers all begged paul not to go to jerusalem but he said why all this weeping you are breaking my heart i am ready not only to be jailed at jerusalem and even to die for the sake of the lord jesus when it was clear that we couldn't persuade him we gave up and said the lord's will be done after this we packed our things and left for jerusalem some believers in caesarea accompanied us and they took us to the home of mason a man originally from cyprus and one of the elderly believers when we arrived the brothers and sisters in jerusalem welcomed us warmly the next day paul went with us to meet with james and all the elders of the jerusalem church were present after greeting them paul gave the detailed account of the things god had accomplished among the gentiles through his ministry after hearing this they praised god and they said you know dear brothers how many thousands of jews have also believed and they all followed the law of moses very strictly but the jewish believers here in jerusalem have been told that you are teaching all the jews who live among the gentiles to turn their backs on the laws of moses they've heard that you teach them not to circumcise their children or follow other jewish customs what should we do they will certainly hear that you have come here's what we want you to do we have four men here who have completed their vow go with them to the temple and join them in the purification ceremony paying for them to have their heads ritually shaved then everyone will know that the rumors are all false and that you yourself observe jewish laws as for the gentile believers they should do what we already told them in a letter they should abstain from eating food offered to idols from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals and for sexual immorality so paul went to the temple the next day with the other men they had already started the purification ritual so he publicly announced the date when their vows would end and sacrifices would be offered for each of them the seven days were almost ended when some jews from the province of asia saw paul in the temple and roused a mob against him they grabbed him yelling men of israel help us this is the man who preaches against our people everywhere and tells everybody to disobey jewish law he speaks against the temple and even defiles this holy place by bringing gentiles for earlier that day they had seen him in the city with trophimus a gentile from ephesus and they assumed paul had taken him into the temple the whole city was rocked by these accusations and a great riot followed 
Paul was grabbed and dragged out of the temple, and immediately the gates were closed behind him. As they were trying to kill him, word reached the commander of the Roman regiment, and all Jerusalem was in an uproar. He immediately called out his soldiers and officers and ran down among the crowd. When the mob saw the commander and the troops coming, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander arrested him and ordered him bound with two chains. He asked the crowd who he was and what he had done. Some shouted things and some another. Since they couldn't find out the truth in all the uproar and confusion, he ordered that Paul be taken to the fortress. As Paul reached the stairs, the mob grew so violent the soldiers had to lift him to their shoulders to protect him, and the crowd followed behind, shouting, "'Kill him! Kill him!' As Paul was about to be taken inside, he said to the commander, "'May I have a word with you?' "'Do you know Greek?' the commander asked, surprised. "'Aren't you the Egyptian who led the rebellion some time ago "'and took 4,000 members of the assassins out to the desert?' "'No,' Paul replied. "'I am a Jew and a citizen of Tarsus in Cilicia, "'which is an important city. "'Please let me talk to these people.' "'The commander agreed, so Paul stood on the stairs "'and motioned to the people to be quiet. "'Soon a deep silence enveloped the crowd.' and he addressed them in their own language, Aramaic. Acts 22 Brothers and esteemed fathers, Paul said, Listen to me as I offer my defense. When they heard him speaking in their own language, their silence was even greater. Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. As his student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you today, and I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women, and throwing them in prison. The high priest and the whole council of elders can testify that this is so, for I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of the way from there to Jerusalem, in chains to be punished. As I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, What should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, Get up and go to Damascus, and there you will be told everything you are to do. I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law, and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight, and that very moment I could see— then he told me, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will, and to see the righteous one, and hear him speak. For you are to be his witness, telling everyone what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. 
I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, Hurry, leave Jerusalem, for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. But Lord, I argued, they certainly know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beaten those who believed in you. And I was in complete agreement when your witness Stephen was killed. I stood by and kept the coats they took off when they stoned him. But the Lord said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles." So the crowd listened until Paul said that word. They all began to shout, Away with such a fellow! He isn't fit to live! They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed handfuls of dust into the air. The commander brought Paul inside and ordered him lashed with whips to make him confess his crime. He wanted to find out why the crowd had become so furious. When they tied Paul down to lash him, Paul said to the officer standing there, Is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't even been tried? When the officer heard this, he went to the commander and asked, What are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over and asked Paul, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I certainly am, Paul replied. I am too, the commander muttered, and it cost me plenty. Paul answered, But I am a Roman citizen by birth. The soldiers who were about to interrogate Paul quickly withdrew when they heard he was a Roman citizen, and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him bound and whipped. The next day the commander ordered the leading priest into session with the Jewish high council. He wanted to find out what the trouble was all about. The next day the commander ordered the leading priest into session with the Jewish high council. He wanted to find out what the trouble was all about. So he released Paul to have him stand before them. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see the great doxology in Psalms. If you live in the Greenwood, Indiana area, and you're looking for a church, we'd love to have you come and visit New Hope Church. We're at 5307 West Fairview Road. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.